I want to ask you a question as we get into the sermon section of, or my piece of the sermon section this morning. What's your understanding of why God created earth and us? Why did God do that? Say that again. In order to have a relationship. So, but not just, a, not just a normal bad relationship where you don't deal with people except when you have to, right? But a love relationship. A companionship. Anybody else? You mean it wasn't a science experiment just to see what would happen? Well, what's the difference between those two sort of viewpoints? God just did it, right? That 17th, 18th, and 19th century deism, which is the idea that God created it and just sort of quit on the seventh day and just let it go from then on, sort of the absentee watchmaker viewpoint, loses the idea of love, doesn't it? Did God just quit or did he stop for a little bit? Right, he said it was good, but he didn't quit. I, I want to make sure that we don't read into, I ceased on the se- seventh day or, or ceased from all his labor on the, as he quit and walked away. Because what happens then is how we understand this or why or how God created is such a big deal because it affects the way that we represent him in the world. I want to make sure that you hear this from me in the same way that if I see you treat a waitress or a waiter really badly, I know what you think about why they were created in the exact same way. If earth is a science experiment from God and he's just watching it happen, we get to do all sorts of things that are not based out of love. But if God created the earth to be in a love relationship with his creation, that should change the way that we do that. Are you with me? Yes. Before you individually? Um, the, Bible, the Bible's answer to that is, is that he wasn't on the earth, but to not go too far into this without getting way off base, Satan was an angel in heaven prior to us being here in some way. So one of the things that I want to make sure that if I have a little rabbit trail on this, I want you to understand that nowhere in the Bible, after the fall of man in Genesis 3, does it give us an excuse to use that for bad behavior? Right? So the Bible doesn't go, well, you're fallen, so it's okay. Just go ahead and do what you... It always calls you to live out of the gift of God rather than the fall of humanity. Okay? Is that, I, know that's, I know that's a side question, but you're... I've probably got 45 minutes worth of material on your question, and it might not all make sense at this moment. The earth was created in God's vision, and he would have known all that stuff at the time. I want to make sure you hear that. Her question is, was earth created and 
as this fabulous place, and then Satan got um, cast down. I would tell you the Bible doesn't answer that question. It just doesn't answer the question. And by that, I mean, maybe that's information we don't actually know, even though we'd like to get caught up in that cul-de-sac. Right? You know what a cul-de-sac of understanding is? You, you drive in there, you just go around in circles for a while, and you don't really get anywhere. The Bible doesn't give us the answer to that, and I want to say that maybe that often means that we, we get caught there, but it, it's not, we're not asking the right question at the moment. But uh, I'd love to have a deeper conversation with you about that, okay? The verse today, as I get back to this, is John 5, 9 through 17, or 18 and 19, actually. So I'm going to read the whole thing again, 1 through 9, because that was last week. I just want you to know where we're coming from and why I talked about this. I'll get into it, okay? Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the holy days, and inside the city near the sheep gate was a pool of Bethsaida, Beth, Bethesda, sorry, and five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I covered this last week as well. I can't, sir, the man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed, and he rolled up the sleeping mat and began walking. Now, here's where we start the text for today. The miracle happened on the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry your sleeping mat or your bedroll. But he replied, the man who healed me told me to pick up your mat and walk. And basically, and so I did. Right? You can hear him almost saying that. And so I did. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, stop sinning, or as he would tell other people, go and sin no more. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. Then the man went to the and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who healed him. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father is always working. And so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him, for he not only broke the Sabbath, but called God his Father, therefore making himself equal with God. Let me get back to this. Why did, the, why did God create the earth? To be in a love relationship. That's where we got companionship and love relationship. It's not a science experiment. He didn't create the earth in order to sort of watch it run down and get out of control. And he is always working in the world. And so why that matters to us is how we interact and, and recognize that God is at work in the world. Do you realize that babies are born on the Sabbath? 
they don't just set that aside. God didn't stop creating life on the Sabbath. He doesn't call us to go, well, I know that we're not supposed to work, but except for those people that are cooking. Right? Did you ever think about that for the Sabbath? There are people that actually work on the Sabbath. I know those poor rabbis. It's not actually work, is it, to preach or something like that. It's the only day some of us work, right? Isn't that what I've been told? But how we view that God is at work in our world matters because if you think that God stopped and everything must stop, then suddenly it's okay to go to somebody and say, why are you carrying that mat? Now, get back to this last week. I didn't give you any choice last week in thinking, well, maybe the Jewish leaders didn't know this man had been sick for 38 years. In our community, the people that are on the margins that are suffering and doing that are not as invisible as we like to think they are. And that man, 38 years sick at Bethesda pool, it wasn't invisible to that community. Everybody knew. And last week I asked the question, what's the community responsibility after 35 years or 38 years to get the man into the pool first? Somewhere along the line, we bear that responsibility because we honor and live after God's own heart and our understanding of how he's at work in the world. But if we don't think he's at work in the world still, then suddenly it makes perfect sense to come up to somebody that you know has been sick and lying on a mat, is carrying his mat, walking through the thing, and they're going, who gave you the right to carry your mat? Do you see how silly that sounds? I want you to look just a little bit at the man's attitude who'd been sick. Well, the guy who healed me told me to take up my mat, so I did it. Think about that. The healing brought obedience into that man's life. Did he need to know it was Jesus to understand that somebody had healed him and said, take up your mat and walk? And he could. By the way, if you've been healed, obedience often flows out of that understanding. You become thankful for the voice that healed you. So maybe you think that life is about rules. And God, you know, he created in those six days, and then he took a day off. He ceased. He stopped. Now i got to tell you that God ceased from all the creation stuff, but not from the prolonging and the work amongst us and all that. He never stops. In our Sunday school this morning where I was teaching with the middle schoolers, it's this. Do you know that God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust alike? He doesn't even stop working in your life when you don't deserve it. He doesn't stop. And how we understand our normal understanding of how God is at work in our world is radically important because how we treat others flows out of that. 
But the Jews, the leaders of the people, they sort of believed that God stopped everything because they told everybody to stop everything on the Sabbath. And that suddenly, somebody that was healed could be reprimanded for carrying his mat. I want to say this. You all seen Princess Bride where the lady goes, bow, bow. No, we don't do that. If somebody is healed and some change is happening, let's take the time to celebrate that instead of question it. Isn't that the joy this morning, Lowell? Lowell, I did not know that was coming. You didn't either. That's so cool. And so today in the sermonette, I want to say this. In here are two sets of behaviors amongst the people exampled, right? There's the man who was healed that goes, he told me what to do and I did it because he healed me. And there's those that didn't know they needed healing. Right? If I go to Mark 2.17, Jesus actually says it in this way. I came to those that needed a healer, not to those who wouldn't accept it. That's really, if you don't know you need healing and somebody comes up to you and says, you need healing, what's your response? Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh, just like that. Nope. Because you don't, you don't see the need. But when you see the need and the need is filled, then your obedience and your life change will flow out of that. Today, let's choose which way to live to recognize the need for healing and the hand of the healer. Let's do that. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for your love. I thank you for the example of a person that just did what he was told. Wow. May we recognize your healing in us, Lord. Heal us, Lord. Amen.